0: Welcome to WTBU News Today, I'm Jenny Cornreich. Boston has been sunny lately with highs in the mid-50s. Temperatures for Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 66 degrees, with the rest of the week looking nice and sunny for the most part, with highs in the upper 50s, with a 96% chance of rain on Friday, but the weekend's gonna look a little drier. Now here's Elaine Backus with your campus report.
1: The Newberry Center is hosting a a week-and-a-half long first-generation college celebration that kicked off on Monday the 8th. This event aims to celebrate the achievements and experiences of first-generation undergraduate, graduate, and professional students. Monday featured a talk with author Rachel Gable, student panels, and a celebration at the George Sherman Union Metcalf Ballroom with free giveaways. On Tuesday, there will be advocacy training, a networking event, and a financial assistance webinar. Friday's events focus on graduate and professional students on the medical campus, as well as BU sports games. The celebration concludes this weekend with the ninth annual First Generation Summit on Saturday and the First Generation Low-Income Partnership, or FLIP at BU, general meeting on Sunday. In Boston, Massachusetts, this is Elaine Bacchus with WTVU News.
2: Joining
0: us now is Will Andronico with a story on a local high school hockey team.
2: Danvers High School faces allegations of misconduct and toxic environments on its hockey team. According to exclusive reporting from the Boston Globe released on Saturday, a varsity boys hockey player divulged to the school and the police in June 2020 that the team allegedly engaged in unseemly quote-unquote rituals on a regular basis. This included the all-white team's alleged shouting of racial slurs on what the team called, quote, Hard R Fridays, and inappropriate touching while naked on what the team named, quote, Gay Tuesdays. The player told officials that, after choosing not to shout racial slurs one day, he was held down by teammates while they smacked him in the face with a sex toy. According to transcripts and reports obtained by the Boston Globe, much of the team reportedly took part in a group chat of offensive texts, videos, and images. Town officials are in the process of collecting their third report on the issue, but haven't made announcements to the public about the behavior. A Danvers police sergeant, Stephen Baldessare, was head coach at the time, but has since resigned and denied any knowledge of the behavior. The Boston Globe writes that it requested several reports from the town of Danvers, but received versions that were heavily redacted. Investigations by officials at the school and with the police are still ongoing. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Will Andronico for WTBU News.
0: And now we'll head over to Megan Gregoire for our national story of the day. A protester
3: and volunteer medic
0: injured by Kyle Rittenhouse testified on Monday that he was
3: unintentionally pointing his own gun at Rittenhouse when he was shot by him. Gage Grosskreutz, the third and final man shot by Rittenhouse on August 25, 2020, testified that he believed Rittenhouse was an active shooter. In his testimony, Grosskreutz describes feeling that he was going to die as Rittenhouse approached him, but he didn't intend to ever shoot him or injure him. Rittenhouse shot Grosskuritz directly in the arm, tearing away a large part of his bicep. Rittenhouse's defense attorney, Corey Shafisi, showed photos to the jury of Grosskuritz with his gun pointed directly at Rittenhouse, implying that to be the reason he was shot initially. Rittenhouse is currently on trial for the events that happened in August 2020 in Kenosha, Washington, where he allegedly shot three men during a protest for police shooting victim Jacob Blake. If convicted, he faces a lifetime sentence. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Megan Gregoire for WTBU
0: News. And finally, an update from Gabriela Lopez with a story out of Pakistan. The Pakistani government announced on Monday a month-long
4: ceasefire with a key militant group, Tariqa Taliban, also known as the TTP, behind numerous attacks on security forces and civilians over the last 14 years. A TTP spokesperson, Muhammad Kurasani, said in a statement that both parties will honor the ceasefire period, which with consent of both sides could be extended. The TTP has been involved in various attacks in Pakistan for more than a decade, killing thousands of people, and they have also reportedly been using Afghan oil to plot terrorist attacks in this country. Pakistani authorities are currently trying to use the influence of the Afghan Taliban over the TTP to reach a BCO to end violence. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Gabriela Lopez
0: for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, which is tonight, over on WTVU Radio. On behalf of Catherine Hapgood, Gabriela Lopez, Megan Gregoire, and Varsha Subramanian, I'm Jenny Kornreich for WTVU News.